0: This is the Business English Podcast, episode 131. Get your foot in the door with these business idioms. Welcome to the Business English Podcast from All Ears English. Get the English skills you need to achieve your dreams in global business. For a presentation, a meeting, or your office party, this is Real Business English with your favorite American hosts, Lindsay and Michelle, coming to you from New York City and Colorado, USA. What's shaking, Aubrey? How's it going?
1: How much? I'm great. I have a fun question for you.
0: Okay, I'm ready.
1: So I think I could guess the answer, but are you the type of person that is able to keep your chin up?
0: Yes, I definitely have been a pretty positive person my whole life. It helps when people around me are positive too, right? Uh, people mm-hmm. around you definitely set the tone, but I think naturally I'm a pretty positive person. What about you? Do you keep your chin up yes. in most situations? Yeah, same.
1: I feel yeah. like all of us uh, um, on the Allers English team have this... Um, characteristic in common, for yeah, sure. we do. We do. So this is such an interesting idiom. We're going to talk more about it today. And there are so many idioms that we use in business English that are about body movements, right? So many. As I started preparing this, I'm like, oh man, there's like one for every single body part. It's crazy.
0: Oh uh, yeah, it's important. So I'm excited that we're going into this topic, right? Body expressions used in the business world. So cool. But guys, first, go ahead and hit. Follow on this podcast right now. Make sure you don't miss it. Uh, We drop three episodes a week for you on Business English, and we really show you how to build relationships and business using English, right? Informal, formal, and semi formal. We cover it all.
1: Yes, exactly. So wherever you find your podcast, wherever you're listening to this, be sure to hit the follow button. You never know when there'll be a bonus. Yeah. Or I don't know about you, Lindsay. I know I've mentioned this to you before. Sometimes I'll just like a podcast will drop off my radar and I'll realize I've missed all these great episodes. And if you follow, then that won't happen.
0: And we publish so many that you can't miss anything, guys. You cannot miss a thing. So where do we want to send our listeners to, first of all, before we start?
1: First of all, in a recent episode, it was 1967, we talked about fairness in American education, and we used this idiom, giving someone a leg up. We talked about studies that suggest degrees from certain universities give students a leg up. Mm-hmm. So you could definitely check out that one. If you missed it, it was a really interesting conversation, but it kind of inspired this episode for other similar idioms.
0: Right. And I could see how that would be a strange expression, right? What does that mean? Right. Like I what put my leg mean? up. What? What does that yes. even? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm glad we're going into this today. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. We talked about that one in that episode, but it just means to have an advantage, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go into three more that we use all the time at work. We want you to be comfortable using these. Just like we talked about, we're pretty informal using a lot of idiomatic language at work. And you want to be able to use these to connect.
0: Yeah. And this first one, I really like, Aubrey, because it sounds like a little less of a cliche. It sounds a little mm-hmm. more formal to me, kind of. I don't know why. It just it mm-hmm. feels like it, it's good for work because at work we take on responsibilities. Right.
1: Exactly. This one is shoulder responsibility. I agree. It doesn't sound cliche to me. I, I hear it quite a bit, but it always is like the most appropriate thing you can say in the, in yeah in, it, in the conversation.
0: Yeah. And why isn't it like elbow responsibility or... Right. <laughs> wrist responsibility. Why shoulder? What do you think? Who knows? Yeah. I,
1: you know, I guess if you think about someone, if you're carrying a pack, like yeah, a backpack that sure. goes on your shoulder, you think of your shoulders as being, or, you know, if there's like a yoke where people are, oh, they have yeah. something, it's often your shoulders that are carrying that.
0: Yes. A hundred percent. That takes on all the weight, right? Mm-hmm. So here are some examples. Right? So we'll assign tasks to each member so that no one shoulders too much of the responsibility.
1: Calm. Yeah, so we're talking about like a team where instead of, you know, if if things aren't assigned and we're just working together yes. to complete a project at work, that's going to happen often that one person shoulders a lot of the responsibility, mm-hmm. whoever's the most of a go-getter. Yes, yes. And so you gotta right assign those tasks so that the work is equally dispersed.
0: Yeah, Michelle and I talk a lot about well, I mentioned this a lot with Michelle about graduate school. And I'm not sure if you had Mm. an experience in graduate school, but in grad school, everyone is working. Most people are working full time, right? They're adults. They're not kids necessarily. They're not like hanging out on the quad and campus. And so everyone's got a job. So when it comes to the group work, there's usually a lot of group work in graduate school assigning those tasks. There's always one person that shoulders more responsibility. Unfortunately, it feels that way.
1: Yes, it's so true. It was the same for me where we were all working full time. And if you let them, someone's just going to have their name on the project and they're not going to do a lot because they're busy.
0: Yeah, 100%. It happens. It happens. So that is shouldering the responsibility. Any other example here?
1: Yeah, let me give another example here. You could say she shouldered a lot of responsibility for this project and handled it really well. So Mm -hmm. it's actually a, a great way to compliment someone. If you say they shouldered something well, they shouldered responsibility well you mean that they're like a good leader they had all of this responsibility and they didn't break under the pressure
0: yeah and it's always a good thing don't get us wrong here it's always a good thing to volunteer to take on more responsibility at work right maybe something is a little out of your comfort zone like an angle on a project you volunteer so I'll take care of that like I'll figure it out right that's mm-hmm. really impressive to a manager and it's taking the responsibility of the man off the manager's shoulders. Right. And you're going to take it over, which is really good. A good way to get ahead, I think.
1: Yes, absolutely. I love a team member who has this quality where if they have the bandwidth, if they have extra time, they're going to say, you know, hey, what can I take off your plate? I could shoulder a little more responsibility this week. Let me know how I can help.
0: Love that. The communication is key too, right? Within the team, making sure. Yes. So that's always a good thing to do. What would be the next one, Aubrey, talking about going up to the face now, something on the face? What?
1: Yes. This is the one I asked you about at the top of the episode. If you are the type of person that keeps your chin up, Uh this means to stay positive, to not get discouraged. And often we'll just shorten it to chin up, especially if we're giving someone advice saying like, stay positive, we'll just say chin
0: up. That were like, hey, chin up. Come on. You mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Let's give some examples. So here's the first one. We didn't meet our quarterly goal. Our goal this quarter, but keep your chin up. We've got a lot of prospects in the pipeline. Nice.
1: Nice. Yeah. Right. It's a good way to just to stay positive. Maybe something's not going perfectly, but mm-hmm. keep your chin up. It'll get better.
0: Yeah. And then it also could be more casual, right? This could be at work or even at home, talking to your kids or something, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Absolutely. Right. You might say, sorry, you're having a bad morning, but chin up. It's almost Friday.
0: Right. Right. And would this be useful like at all levels of business, talking to anyone? What do you think, Aubrey? Let's imagine we're at work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good question. Mm
1: -hmm. It's probably not something I would say to a boss or a supervisor, even if they do seem like they're having a bad morning. Yeah. (laughs) Because it is very informal, it's very friendly.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like peer to peer, right? Or parent to mm-hmm. kid could, could work too at home, but peer to peer. It's really, yep. it's not so much like, yeah, it's it's really about on the same level in a way because it's casual, yes, like you said.
1: Exactly, right? A little casual. So for coworkers, colleagues, absolutely. Probably not for clients or your right. boss because right. yeah, peer to peer is really good. Yeah. It's perfect.
0: <laughs> all right, now we're going down to the foot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's do it all over the body. So get your foot in the door. This, I bet our listeners have heard this one before, but maybe they don't know how to use it. So let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. It means to gain
1: entry into either an organization or a career as like a starting point. So you might say, you know, I'm applying for this entry level position. I'm fine with that. I just need to get my foot in the door. So yes. maybe you're hoping to progress after that, hoping to be promoted, mm-hmm. but you get your foot in the door with those entry level positions.
0: Yeah. This reminds me a little bit of internships. I feel like internships are kind of fading out or people aren't doing them anymore as much, right? Like in the aughts, there were big you know, unpaid mm-hmm. internships or low paid internships is what people- That was the way to get your to foot do, in the door. Right, mm-hmm. to get their foot out. I'm not sure those are happening anymore as much, rightfully so, right? But um, people have to do something in their 20s to get their foot in the door, whether it's networking, how do I meet someone in a power position at that company? What do I do? How do I work the channels? Yes.
1: I love that you brought up networking because that's a lot. When we're going to these conferences and we're socializing, we're putting ourselves out there for this reason, right? We need to get our foot in the door with each person we meet so that we're building those relationships. It's so vital.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason people join like clubs i mean like you know, golf clubs like and it it does make me Absolutely. think a lot about systemic issues too on the on the negative side like mm-hmm. it's hard to get in which i hate that it breaks my heart right but a lot of these deals or these getting your foot in the door sometimes happen at like parties or clubs Mm -hmm. that are already hard to get into. But that's another very similar. It's similar
1: to that episode we mentioned at the beginning 1967, right, where we're talking about how sometimes people are able to get their foot in the door just because of who their parents are, or who, you know, just that they happen to be born into a world of privilege, and it's easier for them to get their foot in the door. And some of us have to like, really hustle.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's a whole cohort of legacy admissions at the, um, at the Ivy Leagues, right? That we, you know, that's the legacy admission, right? We know because their parent went there or their grandparent or generations went to Harvard. And so they're getting in. And maybe Um, they
1: were able to donate the funds for like a building. They're (laughs) going to get in.
0: (laughs) Their name, their family name is on building. They are going to Harvard. Don't make any mistake (laughs) about it. (laughs) Right. So tricky, tricky thing. Maybe we'll come back to this societal issue later. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we have one more example here just to say she was lucky and got her foot in the door with a PR firm right out of college. Mm -hmm. And this, yeah, I love that we'll we'll talk about it this way. If someone goes straight from college to like their dream job, exactly where they want to be without all the steps that some people are having to like maybe... Um, you know, work, uh, hourly job, not doing exactly what they want while they're waiting for the right opportunity. But some people are lucky and get their foot in the door right mm-hmm. away with a company that will really be what they want.
0: Uh, it makes me think of the movie Devil Wears Prada. Do you do you love that movie? I love that. I just think it's so entertaining. It's so fun. I with do Meryl love that Streep movie. She's fantastic in that movie. Yes.
1: <laughs> and Emily Blunt. She was my favorite. She's kind of the She's other co-worker. Yes. I love Emily Blunt. That's such a good film. Yeah, you guys and have so- to check it out if you haven't.
0: Yeah, who's the? Who is it Anne? What's her Anne name? Hathaway Anne Hathaway is sort of the
1: main actor worker in this office, and Emily Blunt is sort of the one that's getting like replaced. But they're both working for Meryl Streep. It's really interesting <laughs> office dynamics at like a fashion magazine.
0: Yeah, and I think Meryl Streep is supposed to be a real person who exists.
1: I think she is. Um, Anna based Winter, on, right, is supposed uh-huh, to be Anna yeah. Winter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, very at Vanity Fair, is that right? Vanity Fair. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think I could
1: work for someone at? like that. What no. Do you think oh my
0: gosh. So that. was the whole idea right she thought she was you know she was in new york but she needed to get into writing and editorial she thought working at the the vanity fair of the movie would have been the way in but she found out it was not the way for her Um, right not the way to get your foot into the door not the right way in the door yeah very interesting so I that's interesting.
1: I've, I'm actually glad I made that mistake because we don't remember all the time that it, idioms really have to be word for word. That sounded really odd to me when I said "get your foot into the door." Nope.
0: No, no, that's how it has to be. In <laughs>
1: <door>. <laughs> I Use love the it. Correct preposition
0: always. Yep, yep. So interesting. So I think I every time I fly, that's always in the deck of options, and I watch it like two out of three times. I oh, love it. Awesome. <laughs> so good. good Anyways, all right. Let's get let's get to the role play here. Oh, we had a couple others though to let our. Oh, listeners I just wanted know. to point out
1: there are so many guys, right? Have a stiff upper lip, stick your neck out, keep your eye on the prize. So we will definitely do another episode soon. So be sure to follow the podcast so you hear how we use those in business English.
0: Yes, good stuff. So here is our role play today. Aubrey, you and I are coworkers. workers We're discussing one of my tasks, one of my many tasks. <laughs> yes, I'll start
1: us out. I've got some extra bandwidth this week. If you could use some help,
0: it's got to be tough to shoulder the
1: responsibility for that entire project.
0: I'd appreciate that. Actually, I keep getting bogged down and I'm not sure I'm going to meet that deadline. Oh, chin up
1: with both of us working on it. We'll get it done for sure.
0: That'd be awesome. If we can get our foot in the door with this client, it could be a huge account. Nice. Love nice. that teamwork. Yes. So we yes. used them
1: all there, right? It's just like what we were talking about. Be that coworker that if you have the extra bandwidth, meaning a little extra time, that yeah, you offer to help. Yes. Especially when someone you know someone is bogged down, like we said, is is has too much on
0: their plate. 100%. So here you went ahead and said, "It's got to be tough to shoulder the responsibility for that entire." So you're already thinking, "Oh my gosh, that must be really hard."
1: Right. Exactly. I know you've been, in, you know, assigned a project that mm-hmm. seems big to me. Seems like a lot. So I like, it's got to be tough to shoulder that responsibility, meaning to have all of that responsibility on your shoulders.
0: Yeah. And then because we're peers, well, I mentioned getting bogged down. That's a good bonus for today. Right.
1: Exactly. Meaning you're underwater is another idiom we use where oh, you're I'm also thinking like drowning. There are so many idioms for being overloaded at work.
0: We could do another episode on water idioms for work. Oh, that'd be great too. <laughs> you can do, right. right. Hit follow if you want that episode. That'll be a fun one to record too. Nice. So bog down is really good though. It's very, um, oh, it makes me think of like the cranberry bogs, right? Bog down, like you're just pushed down, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Then what did you say?
1: And then because we're peers, like you said, I said, chin up with both of us working on it, we'll get it done for sure, right? So just a way to encourage, to let them know like, okay, you got this.
0: And again, important that you said, as we said before, because we're peers, right? You wouldn't necessarily say that to a boss, right? Again, it means you're in a similar level, you're teammates, you're working together. Exactly. Okay?
1: Good. Imagine how weird it would be to say to a client, if the client's like, I don't know if you're going to get this into me on time. You're like, chin up. <laughs> I can do it. Like, No, oh, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no,
0: peer to peer, peer to peer. Love yeah. it. And then I said, that'd be awesome. If we can get our foot in the door with this client, it could be a huge account. So you're just trying to open the door a little bit to get in. Okay.
1: Exactly. Yes. We use all of these so often in business English. Now that you have all of the meanings and examples, we want you guys to challenge yourself. Use these idioms at work to sound more native natural to build that connection. You don't want to be too formal at work.
0: Yeah, don't be too formal. Be a human being at work. That's our philosophy on Business English. Always go for connection, not perfection. But the way to do that is not to enter into the workplace sounding like a robot from a textbook. It's to be a human being. So let's connect that way. Yeah.
1: Yes, the more you can use idioms and phrasal verbs, this more fun language, that's the way to not sound like a robot.
0: (laughs) You got it, Aubrey. Mm -hmm. All right, thanks for hanging out on Business English and I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. See you next time. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Business English, a podcast just for you, the high-achieving global professional. Want more from All Ears English?